0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear Reverend Fathers, dear faithful, Jesus, knowing that the hour had come for him to pass out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, loved them to the end. Our Lord Jesus Christ incarnates for us the love of God, and as such, he loves with the infinity of God. He loves his apostles and us to the end. In other words, fully, completely, most perfectly. There cannot be any greater love. As such, our Lord embodies the attributes of love that, that Father Torzala was speaking about two days ago in the, in the midst of that mission where he went through various characteristics of love. He said that, that love is sacrificial, Love wants to give itself for its beloved. It does not spare itself for the good of the one it loves. He said that love somehow makes you vulnerable. Love makes a person open themselves up to the other. Uh, It it makes them want to spend themselves and, and therefore be at risk of their love being rejected. Love is trusting. Love doesn't calculate and say, well, what's going to happen if if I expend myself in this way? Should I do this? Should I not do this? It just moves forward and gives, not worrying about what the consequences will be, just thinking, I want to give. I want to give myself. Love is intimate. It desires intimacy. It desires to share whatever it has with the one it loves. It, it, it wants to have this partaking uh, between the two of absolutely everything. These are the characteristics of, of love and are embodied most perfectly in the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnate heart of God himself, and you know that for every single one of us, there there are more normal times for our lives, and then there there are extraordinary times for our lives. And and our love, for our real worth, is really proved and shown forth in the extraordinary times, the difficult times. And it's so uh, I think important for us to to try to understand something of the love of our Lord tonight the church in the in the rubrics for this mass he she asked the priest to to preach a short sermon um and she asked him to preach a short sermon on the washing of the feet the, the precept of, of fraternal charity on the mystery of the eucharist and on the institution of the sacred priesthood which is pretty much all of our faith so um it's it's one of the most uh, daunting times for for a priest to Approach the pulpit and preach on these, these, this last night of, of our Lord. There's, it's so rich. There's so much that could be said. How, how is it possible for a priest to somehow capture the richness of the sentiments of our Lord in that night? As I say, it's, it's so difficult for us to do that and it's difficult for us to understand our Lord's love. We don't understand sufficiently. We understand very little of his love. We are kind of like St. Peter tonight. He, he doesn't... Our, our Lord, his love moves him to do certain things that St. Peter is mistaking, and he wants to correct our Lord. He says, perhaps we ourselves have these same sentiments when, when we see our Lord acting out his love, embodying his love in his actions. We may say to our Lord, Lord, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you washing the feet of your apostles? This is below your dignity. This does not correspond to your dignity. You are the incarnate Son of God. You should not be doing this. Or we would say, this is not your job. You have many more important things to do. There's other people who can, who can wash feet, servants who can wash feet. You don't need to do this. This is not a sacrament. You are here to give us spiritual things, not to wash the feet of your disciples. Our Lord would say in reply to us, perhaps, my son you have trouble understanding the commandment of my love, perhaps because you fear too much the humiliation that it requires of you. Sometimes to express love, you have to humble yourself. It's absolutely necessary. And if your love is shackled on many occasions, perhaps it's because You are terrified of being humbled and humiliated. You're not willing to be humiliated. And so you do not do these things. But I do not have this fear. I am willing. When love requires that I humble myself in order to express that love, then I will do so. Perhaps as well, he could say to us, you know how I anticipate people will doubt my love. Perhaps when they see me dying on the cross, yes, they will understand that I am dying for them. But maybe it's too abstract. I'm dying at the hands of others. Maybe they will still think, and people still do think, that I will not do everything for them. I will not do absolutely everything. Perhaps... They see this is just a general payment for all sin. But they're thinking, what will you do for me personally? And so I want to show them. I want to show them by washing the extremities of my apostles, stooping down, cleaning the very feet. My apostles to show you that I'm willing to do absolutely everything. I'm always wanting to assist you, even to the last detail of your life i want to help you okay lord well yes that's that's very nice but but i still i don't understand why you're you're making these men priests why why are you giving them your priesthood this this too is perhaps an expression of your love that you're making the apostles priests you're sharing These powers with them, these great powers. But don't you, don't you see that they're not very impressive men? They are, they are bumbling men. You know what's going to happen later on. These, these men are going to run away in cowardly fear in the garden. They will not be faithful to you. You are the good shepherd. Don't you see that you would do a much better job? being the priest for everybody rather than having individual priests, men with all of their shortcomings and their weaknesses. Think of all the men that will be ordained priests, men like Paul Robinson or Dominic May or Patrick McBride with all of their humanness who will be asked to do your work To take your place. Why? Why would you do that? Why does that make sense? Again, our Lord, He might reply to us. He might say, Well, my son, when you love, you want to share everything. There is nothing more dear to me than my priesthood. My priesthood is the means. By which I save the world. And I want to give to others this power to partake in the redemption of the world, to share in this most important work, this work that is more dear to me than any other work, the salvation of souls, the bringing of eternal happiness to souls. I want to share that because I love. And love is a very delicate thing. You have to be very careful the way you go about loving others because of that possibility of being misunderstood. When I was on this earth, it's like people could not handle my physical presence in the right way. They were so charmed by my physical presence. They were so impressed by the miracles that I worked that they did not love me rightly. They loved me in a selfish way. They were not looking for me. It was not a spiritual love that they had for me. It was a very carnal love. It was a love that was looking for some sort of material benefit or perhaps just the, the joy of being in my presence. But if they are required, as it were, to access my gifts through the ministrations of these weak and lowly men, then the love that they have for me will be a spiritual love. It will be a love that will have a much greater purity of intention. Lord, these are very deep things, and I think... I understand a little bit, but there's one last thing that, that troubles me and, and surely seems totally unjustifiable. And, and this is your institution of the Blessed Eucharist. You know how St. Paul says that when you became incarnate, when you took on a human nature, you annihilated yourself. That going from infinite God to incarnate man was, as it were, a total emptying of your divinity, of your greatness, to embody your divinity in the confines of a human nature. But now with this mystery, the mystery of the Holy Eucharist, you make yourself present under the appearances of bread and wine, bread and wine which, which are in, inanimate things. They're not even living things. And then what do you do? You you come into us. You You are eaten by us. You are consumed by us. Surely this is to go too far. Surely this humbling of yourself is imprudent. Imprudent. But again, our Lord would answer if If we were to speak to him in these ways, in the manner of St. Peter, St. Peter, who's always trying to instruct our Lord, our Lord would perhaps say, there is no greater indication of my love for you than this sacrament. In this sacrament, I sacrifice myself for you, in that I don't give you some gift or some grace, but I give you my very being. In this sacrament, I show trust. I show the greatest trust possible. I make myself little. I put myself in the power of the priest. The priest handles my own body. He commands me to come down from heaven. And I do this so that I can have the greatest sharing possible with you so that I can come inside of you so that I can nourish you with my own life, with my own very being. This is why I do this. These are the characteristics of love. Perhaps it's hard for us to understand when love goes that far. Perhaps we are always wanting to constrain our love when it, when it comes to the love that we have for our neighbor, the love that we have for our spouse, the love that we have for our children, or those around us, especially people in the world, or strangers, what have you. We see love in a very, very narrow sense. But our Lord, tonight, shows us the ideal that we are to strive for. Our Lord, perhaps we conclude his instruction of us, this apprenticeship and love, by saying, My dear son, as the Father has loved me, so I also love you. Abide in my love. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. You are my friends if you do this thing that I have commanded you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.